Stock market volatility has been around forever since the stock market began. And we have stock market volatility now today. The ups and downs are scary for some people, but for others, it's an opportunity. In fact, there are people that are cheering and hoping for a stock market correction or even a crash. Who are these people? How are they benefiting? And why is it important for us to even think about that? You know the types, you know the people that are cheering for the stock market to crash. In today's show, we're going to talk about these types of people, what their motivation is, and why you should know about it. You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all, useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me today is Tony Shore, my trusty sidekick and co-host. Tony, today we're going to be talking about the stock market. In fact, we're going to be talking about stock market corrections and crashes, but not so much about the crashes themselves, but about the people who want the stock market to crash. You know who we're talking about. I'm pointing at you, Tony. You know that you cheer. <laughs> you know We had a, a, a terrible end of 2018. We had um, a volatile beginning of 2019. We've had recent stock market volatility in recent days. And here we are, you're smiling and happy. And why is it, Tony? We're going to explore your mind today. <laughs> why am I happy? Well, there are many reasons why I'm happy, Dan. The stock market uh, isn't one of them? <laughs> uh, the stock market is not necessarily one of them. Uh, being on the show with you today is one of them, that's for sure. Always oh, this. oh yeah, boy. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I've got on the short pants today. I'm excited. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I know one guy who probably uh, takes advantage, at least, of when the stock market is down. And the only time he actually buys is when there's a crash or a huge correct correction. And that's Warren Buffett, right? Ah, uh, yeah. All right. We'll get to him. That's a good one. You're spoiling right. it for the listeners. Why don't we do I, it this I, way? I spoiled it? <laughs> no, no. Was that, was that the big reveal, Warren yeah. Buffett well, he's, likes a down market? You want to ask him, Warren, do you want to come in now? Because Warren's waiting to get on the show here. We were going to introduce him later, but... Uh, well, no. I don't want him to step all over me. Okay. Yeah. Rather, all right. Warren, yeah. just hold off for a second, right? So, <laughs> no, what, I, what I'll do is I'll break it down into five categories of people, types of people that really want the stock market to crash. But the listeners want to know if you're one of them, Tony. So do you want to reveal that now, or do you want to keep the audience guessing as to whether or not you're uh, one we'll of these? We'll keep them guessing for now, because <laughs> I might change my mind after listening to what you have to say. Okay, well, let's do it I that way. I don't want to look like an idiot at the beginning of the show saying, oh, yeah, I want it this way. And then you <laughs> do all this, inf you know, you inform us. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that was wrong. You're catching on. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You tried to embarrass me at the beginning of the show and then reveal why I'm completely wrong. I'll tell you what, we'll go through them all. And at the, at the end, I'll tell you which one I would, which one I am or not, okay. and which one I would like people to, to focus on the most or which one they should be. How about that? Sure. That sounds great. Mm. So you said we have five things that you want to cover or five 
types, types yeah types of, of people. people that actually want the stock market to crash wow okay that's weird I, you know you don't think about anybody out there really honestly wanting it to crash oh i do we're gonna i'll show you exactly who i get let's start off okay. with the one that that's probably the most prominent and people will relate to it once they hear it and that's the people who just say or said the market's going to crash the the, the the talkers, the ones that, that are the naysayers, the ones that have been predicting, oh, the stock market's going to crash. Or your coworker that always says, oh, the stock market's terrible. It's a, it's a casino, like your mom used to say, right? The Wall my Street mom, casino. yeah, my mom is so down on the stock market. Right. That's so, just... That's just gambling. Right. That's just legalized gambling. Right. So it's gonna you're gonna lose everything. So when the market crashes, she kind of gets validated in a way, right? That's true. Right. That's true. She is in that first category for sure. And and and, and you know, I pick on you know, I'm not picking on your mom, but you know what I mean. There are those people that are just sure. anti-market, right? And so when the market corrects and you know goes down three percent because of China. Right. Then you see these people come out of the woodwork. Oh, told you so. You know, how you doing? Meanwhile, they've forgotten the past, you know, 30 percent upside move that they were missed. But but those people really hate the market or just aren't involved in it. So they don't they they don't mind it when it goes down. Maybe they're not cheering for our news media. Yes. And, And even the even the channels that make their living off the markets like CNBC and Fox Business News, they probably love it. Exactly. It gives them, it, it's like, you know, that, that, bring the widow, let's bring the widow on the set. That's, you know, there it is. That's dirt, it. Dirty laundry. It's time for, you know, the the worse the news is, the better because the more people tune in. This is it. They think. That's it. This is, they're in that category. You hit it right on the head. They're the same people. They're in this group, the naysayers or the talkers. I don't yeah. say they're naysayers because the CNBC and the Bloombergs, they'll talk up the market as well right. when it's going up. But when it's down, they'll, they're talking just as much. And and then, right. and then they'll bring on the doomsday guests. The, yep. the Mark Fabers, the Noriel Rubinis, these guys that are known to the talking heads that just talk about how, yeah, it's going to crash. And right. And and they've been talking doom and gloom since doom and gloom in oh, oh, 2001, 2002, 2008. They've been talking doom and gloom since the words doom and gloom were invented. Right. And and they're right now. Right. So every time there's a correction, they're correct. But they're wrong. Three hundred and sixty four other days of the year. <laughs> right. You know, but but they bring them on and then they're like geniuses. Oh, they called the correction. Yeah, because you've been saying the same thing for the past 10 years. You're going right. to, you know, the the broken clock is right once every, or twice a day. You know, so so I think you're right. The media is the big the big winner on the corrections. They're the yeah, ones that really start the dumpster fires. And and maybe they they don't. You know, if you think about the host of uh, CNBC, they're not I, I don't imagine them personally gaining financially through a stock market correction. You well, know, no. And we'll talk about those types of people, too. But their media, their job, their profession benefits from all the drama. We'll just say that. Yep. So those are so there are some people that actually want this type of thing. Now, those people also just want volatility in general. And right. not necessarily right. downside, but let's talk about people next. The group of people that actually want downside, they want to see the market correct. And those would, I'm going to label in the second category called alternative investors. 
Alternative investors. What do you mean by alternative investors? Now, alternative investing in general is um, investing in asset classes that are not traditional like stocks and bonds. But I'm going to lump bondholders in here. Bitcoin? Bitcoin, right. So um, gold bugs is a big one. I'll pick on the gold people. Um, There's a difference between people that really invest in gold and then there's gold bugs. Gold bugs are like... uh, Gold bugs are beyond, they're like doomsday preppers. They they believe that gold is going to be the new currency. So when everything goes to hell in a handbasket, they're going to be when using- the dollar isn't worth anything right, anymore. The fiat they're currency. They're going to have gold. Right. They're going right. to be able to buy seeds and ammo and weapons and guns and, and uh, food and gasoline with their gold coins, you know, or their gold bar shavings, right? So, um, but you'll see the TV commercials start to creep up for gold- uh, and you know, precious metal commercials buy these precious metals uh, as an, as a hedge against um, the stock market risk, and you'll see those creep up more and more as the stock market corrects. And it's just because they're selling something different. Um, and I th- I'll th- also throw in the the bond people. Now, bonds aren't um, directly correlated or inversely correlated stock market, meaning if the stock market crashes, that doesn't mean bonds are going to go up. It's same with gold. It doesn't necessarily mean that. But alternatives in general, things outside the stock market, people that invest in those like when the stock market crashes because then their asset class looks better, right? So if, if someone's, if their job is to sell bonds or to, to create a bond portfolio and the stock market cracks and the bond portfolio just kind of stays still, you know, if the stock market goes down 10%, and we have a correction, and the bond portfolio is down 0.2%. The bond guy looks good, right? The bond guy right. looks good in that regard. Now, is the bond guy actually hoping for a stock market correction? Again, it's, it's a difference between wanting the market to correct and and benefiting from the market correction. So, right. Um, but there are some actual investors that want the correction to happen. And I'm going to get, um, I'll get into well, those Bitcoin next. Bitcoin benefited from this recent, I just read an article, Dan, about Bitcoin just the other day when the market, just last week, uh, when the market took a big dive mm-hmm. because of trade and tariff talks with China, uh, the Bitcoin market had a surge because it's been down and people have been naysaying. And then all the, there's all this, all of a sudden, there's a little glimmer of light <laughs> with exactly. Bitcoin. It, and it's because the market is, you know, the Dow is down 400 points or 600 points. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, Bitcoin. Right. And and is it yeah. is it because the market is down that the Bitcoin's up or is it because Bitcoin's a better asset to invest in? And I would argue nothing changed in Bitcoin in the week except the stock market went down. So right. what they call is a flight to safety. So you'll see people that are selling CDs at banks, people yeah. that are selling fixed annuities safety plays, REITs, you know, things that aren't necessarily correlated to stock market, they are cheering on the market correction because they get more um, attention. I think you just mentioned the third type of person who likes a, a market correction. And who's that? What's that? Uh, you said you said annuities, so insurance sales. Yes, yes, yes. Let's pick Isn't on. Yes, thing? it is. Let's pick on insurance salesmen. I broke them out of this uh, alternative investing category because they're their own animal. Now, <laughs> I'm going to pick on them a little bit here, but I'm going to pick on them a little bit here. And uh, there's a lot locally here that I just call insurance salesmen or salespeople. It, 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 the point I'm going to make here is that annuities in particular are a is as an asset class that does not 
necessarily have anything to do with the stock market. Now, variable annuities will, but we're going to talk fixed annuities, indexed annuities. And in particular, people that sell those love stock market corrections and crashes. Absolutely love it. Not all of the insurance salesmen. I'm, I'm just picking on those that only sell insurance. We're talking, this is their only product they know. This is the only product that sells. And if you have a need, they have the answer. You need a, a na- you have a nail, they'll sell you the hammer. You have a screwdriver, a screw, they'll sell you the hammer. You have to cut a piece of wood, they'll sell you the hammer because the hammer is the best, right? So the annuity is the be-all, end-all. So these people love when markets correct because what they're really selling is fear. Um, now, you can't- Well, they claim they're selling safety. They are. They are. And and I also have my insurance license and I use annuities in, ver- in, in specific cases. So I'm not against so them. So you're saying you're a hypocrite. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. No, you're right. This is a good. It's a valid question. It's a valid question. I get that a lot because people say, "Well, you know, you're a you're a fiduciary. You're an investment advisor. You you guide me on stock market, but you also have an insurance license." And I'm like, "Of course, I want to be able to offer what's best for you." So I understand these a very in depth. Uh, manner. And so I understand the value of these. And yes, they can be an alternative asset to hold. And in relation to stock market, you know, if the stock market corrects and you're in a CD paying 3% or a fixed annuity paying 3%, you know, that fixed annuity is going to pay you 3% no matter what the stock market does. And that's a good thing, right? So that's the safety play. But if all I sold you, if all I could ever offer you was a 3% CD or a fixed annuity, then really, what am I offering here? I'm hoping the market corrects because then everyone will come to me. And that's what I have with the biggest problem with insurance salesmen is that they typically, they're not legally allowed to give you investment advice, the whole fiduciary rule. But they call themselves financial planners in a lot of cases. And what they're really doing is just trying to sell more annuities, which a fixed index annuity can be an awesome retirement vehicle for so many people. I mean, it's very popular with the baby boomers. However, if that's all the person sells and they say, this is all you need, or they, they really don't have a well-rounded plan for you, uh, that's what you're having. You, that's what you take issue with. That's right? right. And those people in particular are the ones that want the stock market correction because they don't, they're not legally allowed to offer any investment advice. They're not legally allowed to give that sort of uh, um, guidance on risky assets like stocks so they know that someone else did it so they just want them to fail so that they get more assets under their umbrella of uh, insurance and so they typically sell fear and they sell against the market and that helps them so when the market corrects and crashes they look better and their asset their their whatever they're selling looks more appealing sure Hey, I think I heard Warren Buffett in the background there. He sounds angry like he wants to get on the show. Oh, you heard we him too? leave him waiting. <laughs> of course, we should, we should, full disclosure, that's the name of your dog, Warren Buffett. That's right. right. <laughs> we call him WB, you know, but, but he, he, the WB. He, he's not a big fan of the stock market, my dog. You know, he, <laughs> he doesn't like all the drama. <laughs> right. So what's next on the list? Okay. So you said there's five types we're going to cover today. You did number one, which was the talkers or naysayers. Number two was alternative investors. Three, we just covered insurance salesmen. What's four? Okay, yeah. So the next class, we're going to talk about a group of people as short sellers. And this is the most intricate because they are um, they're cheering for a stock market correction because they're actually betting against the market. 
And it, and so by short selling, you know, a lot of people, when they invest in the market in a 401k, um, IRAs, whatever the average person does in the market, they're betting with the market. They want it to go up, but a short seller is taking the contrary position. They are actually betting that it's going to go down. So if you're long a stock, that means you want it to go up. If you're short a stock, that means you want it to go down. So there are people that specialize in this and they're called short sellers, contrarians, and they bet against the market, hedge funds, individuals. There's a lot of people that do this and they really strongly benefit from the market going down. In fact, when the market goes up, they lose money. So these are the people that really want a correction, but you don't, you don't hear them too much. You, they're not out there shouting. And this, there are some, there are some famous short sellers that, you know, if you're in the market, you know about, but, um, active managers that are get, betting against the market kind of keep their, their cards against their chest because they're betting against people and, um, they want the market to correct. And so this is a type of, of person that I don't mind. Now, a lot of people, they say it's anti-American. They, well, it's just a way to make money off the market. Like everyone is trying to do. Right. Right. But, um, you know, they, they feel like they're getting computers to, to algorithms to push the market in different directions, um, and taking control of the market and, and artificially m manipulating the market. So there's yeah, some, that's not good. I guess if they're artificially manipulating the market, that, that, that hedges into some not great territory probably. Right. But you could do that on the upside as well. So I, you know, I don't, I don't mind short sellers because you need both sides of the coin in order to make it a coin. And, um, they typically prefer volatility in general because people make crazy decisions when the market's volatile. And those people that are focused on short sellers, they're obviously, this is their profession. This is what they do for a living and they're looking at it. So they're capitalizing on it. And so you can, can the average person listening to this podcast really become a short seller? I'll say no. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll read about it. You'll hear radio programs and see TV commercials. Hey, join the trading Academy or whatever they call these things. Learn how to trade. There are some, um, some big wigs out there that say trade with me. I'll teach you not only when to buy, but also when to sell and sell short. So you can do it, but it's difficult. But these are the people that have a legitimate reason to cheer on a stock market correction. And I don't mind that because they're not cheering on a stock market correction for the detriment of others. They're cheering it on for their own benefit. If yeah. you follow me. Yep. That's true. That's true. So what's number five? You still haven't gotten to a, a, a type of person that I'm thinking about. And maybe it's, maybe it's number five. What's, what's it is. the fifth type? It is. And this is, this is the type that is um, the one that, uh, that you might want to be. And this is called those lying in wait. So a lot of people, when the market crashed in the early 2000s and the 2008, they got burned, right? And they said, I'm never coming in the stock market again. Yep. Yep. Others said, all right, I'm, I, I got burned. I learned my lesson. I'm pulling in cash and I'm going to wait for the next correction. And then I'm going to buy in at the bottom. And you mentioned Warren Buffett. Yeah, I mean, because Warren always says, and people always say, uh, and we're going to have him on here in a minute, but uh, Warren always says uh, that you got to buy low and that he looks at uh, a market correction or even a, a, a big dip positively because that's that means there's a sale on stocks. That's right. And I'm just looking at him now. And because you kind of butchered his 
philosophy on that, he's leaving. He's not yeah. even going to come on the show. Mm. Well, I'm, we really have run out of time. Our apologies to Warren. We <laughs> ran out of time. We can't have him on the show today. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll ask we'll him. We'll bump him. We'll bump him. Uh, so, he got bumped today. So his, his quote, you know, when they asked, you know, what, what, what's, what do you do? You know, how do you invest? He says, it's wise to be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. So yep. there you go. The theory and the people that are cheering for a stock market correction are not only those that are sitting on the sidelines because people, people that didn't reinvest in the market after the 08, 09 crash, they sat on the sidelines and said never again. And then they watched for the past 10 years as the stock market did nothing but go up. Right. And they're bitter about it. There are people that are still sitting in cash waiting for that next pullback, which never came. Right. So when it does come, they get excited. Um, so what they do and what the what you, the theory is and what you should do is when the stock market corrects or, you know, correction is 10 percent crash, 20 percent or recession, 20 percent. You that's when you buy when everyone else is getting scared and upset. Yeah. They're selling. That's when you bring in your cash. And what the thing is, you need to have cash ready. So those yeah. lying in wait are the ones that really want that correction to happen because then they can buy. Some people call them bottom feeders or, you know, or they say they're trying to catch a falling knife, um, which you don't want to try and do, by the way, Tony. Um, but you know that from, oh, yeah. from Boy no, Scouts. Don't try this at home. Right. But this is the one you want to be. I said in the beginning of the show, which one am I or which one would I want to be? This is the one I'd want to be personally. Well, yeah. I mean, none of those are very good that we went through are positive, but I mean, obviously waiting to buy until it, the price is lower is, I think, a wise thing. That's I right. Mean, according to Warren Buffett. And by the way, Dan, we're running out of time and I know you've covered the five things. You probably have a, a summary for us, but my apologies to Warren Buffett. We didn't get to get to him this show, but uh, uh, sorry, Warren. Um we were going to have him on today. Uh, is there anything you wanted to add? Yeah, yeah. I think we might may have to go to Omaha to do the next show to see if he uh, if he'll we'll the just big go o. there. Yeah, we'll go there. Yep. So let's let's um, you know I I did leave some extra time for Warren, but I guess you're pushing him off. So I'll summarize then. We'll just have to yeah for the benefit of the listeners, we'll just skip over his part. Um, so summarize. I'm going to say this: basically, two types of people that like stock market crashes. You got those selling fear. And those buying into the fear. So we talked about those selling the fear, whether they're selling it on TV through talking heads or they're selling a product that is um, best sold when people are scared. And then you got those buying into panic. You got the short sellers or you got those that are waiting at the bottom for you to run out so they can get a better seat in the movie theater. You know, so they are there. These are the types of people that actually want the stock market to crash. And I don't have a disdain for them. A lot of people just don't like, oh, we don't like those people. They're betting against America, you know. No, they are being realistic for their own purposes, and it's okay, and we need these types of people. The important part is that you know they exist. You know that there are people out there like that, and that you understand why they're like it, and maybe you can benefit from it too. Now, which one am I? Now, am I a, a, a alternative investor? I believe, yes, I am. I, I My clients have different types of investments, not 100% in the stock market. Does that mean I want the stock market to crash? No, because I'm not that type. But 
I would believe in diversification beforehand. Make sure you have your assets spread out so that if there is a correction in the stock market, at least all your assets aren't going out down, right? So although I do diversify and believe in alternative investments, I'm not necessarily uh, uh, hoping for the market to crash, even though I'm protecting against the possibility. I also could say I'm an insurance salesman, right? Now, I'm not the type that is selling on fear and, and scaring people and hoping the market corrects so that I can sell an annuity because I don't. I I'm, have people in the stock market, so I want them to do well. I'm not a short seller. I believe the market goes up over time, diversified, uh, dividends, you know, growth. But people also need some different assets like in a fixed annuity or something that's just going to give them a set interest rate. And I offer that to people. So I guess you could say I like um, being able to offer that. So maybe that makes me uh, against the market in some aspect. You know, like you said, maybe there's a little bit of hypocriticalness there, but um, (laughs) that's not the intent, right? So I guess I would say then again, number five, the those lying in wait, this is the one to be. Um, it has to be rules-based though, Tony. You can't just say that, that I'm going to wait with cash and I'm going to jump at the bottom because no one knows when that is. So what you need to do, if you're going to go this path, if you're going to choose to be that person lying in wait, have some rules that say, hey, you know, I'll give you an example. If the stock market corrects by 7%, I'm going to put 20% of my cash into the market at that point. If it goes down another 5 I'm going to put another 20% of my cash and so on. You, you have to come up with rules because if you don't, you're going to be sitting there hemming and hawing and guessing and then you're just either going to never invest like a lot of people did, just never get back in, or you're going to get back in at the wrong time and, you know, beat defeat the whole purpose of waiting. So... Um, that's it, Tony. That's, that's the summary. I would say I'm a little bit of all, but I am pro market in the long term. I believe that's where you want to be, but in the short term, I understand that volatility reigns and it scares people. The key is don't get scared. Learn why people are liking the volatility and the, and learn why people, uh, enjoy this fear and, and, and uncertainty and don't fall victim to it. Yeah. Well, good advice and a great show today. Great topic, but we're out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know before we go how they can get a hold of you, Dan? Easiest way is go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. We just added uh, this podcast to a bunch of different platforms so you can see where we're at. Well, of course, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Stitcher. There's a lot. Um, but you can go online and connect with me at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Or if you just want to pick up the phone, give me a call. The number is 888 888- Five zero eight five nine three five. Thanks for ruining the show, Tony. Uh, I really appreciate you kicking Warren off, but well, I guess we'll get him next time. And uh, you know what? You book him next time because I'm not going back to that well. All right. Well, that sounds great. And that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. 
The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or something.